This is a podcast from 3RRR, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. The real story of the ocean depths begins where you left off. Wonders that defy my powers of description. The secrets that are mine alone. minutes past nine and you are tuned to 102.7 3 R. it's time for this week's and our 2015 final edition of radio marinara the program about all things wet and salty my name is bron burton and joining us joining me joining you joining the world <laughs> rex hunter and terry allen how are you guys Good. Well, I don't think we've had you in to uh, open the show before. We usually get you in to come and do your, your segments, but um, you're here. Yeah, normally I come in to clean and uh, up after you guys, but that, <laughs> that got me the first. coffee <laughs> to mop up. <laughs> but we're um, going to be joined in studio by Angeline, who will be coming in at about 9.15. I think Dr Surf's going to make an appearance at some point as well. Um, and uh, a massive show, which I'll go through in a minute. Thank you very much to Tim Thorpe. For uh, well, I don't, I, I don't. I'm assuming that was his final vinyl bits for 2015. Does he know? Yes. <laughs> no, he mentioned something about that on the air. So thank you very much, Tim, for uh, for this show. <laughs> he does now. <laughs> I can see a sad face out. There. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Tim. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's giving us the peace sign. It's all good. <laughs> I think it's the peace sign. He's got the fingers around the right way. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. That's good. Um, and, and, of course, for, for all of the vital bits through 2015. Our program today, um, that we're going to kick off with you, Rex. Oh, great. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about World War One Australian subs. Yeah, very successful. Very successful indeed. We lost two of them uh, <laughs> from our two, one, two only submarines uh, from World War one, they were uh, E-class, uh, built in the UK, and and we bought them and uh, we successf- lost. successfully lost two of them in the <laughs> process. Wow. 
Okay. Oops. That'll, that'll be interesting. Were there any losses of life? Uh, yes. In, off, uh, the one off New Guinea, yes. Oh, dear. All yes. right. Well, we'll stop making light of that. That's that's terrible. All right. But we're going to talk about where they are and... and well, we know where one is. Okay. Um, they're still searching for the second one. Ah, okay. All so, right. Yeah, very intriguing. Very good. Um, then, Terry, we're yeah. going to take a look at summer snorkelling. And what else are we going to talk about? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about snorkelling, a little bit about diving and uh, just a few options of people who, who aren't divers but a way to get out into the salty stuff now that the uh, weather's nice and hot. Excellent. So it's a bit of a wrap-up year as well, a yeah. wrap-up program for the year and a whole bunch of other things. And um, Nudie Branks of Blair Gary. Yeah. You mentioned to me, so I kind of put that out through social media. <laughs> yeah. I thought that yeah. was maybe a new reality TV show. <laughs> Nudie Branks of Blair Gary. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, they're just booming. I think there's probably, well, there's no official count being done, but there must be at least 15 different species there. So it's a pretty amazing place and they're building there at the moment. So we um, may have even more ecosystem there. So. Ah, cool. Good. And boat tours and dolphin swims. Yeah, we'll yeah. So, yep, we'll talk about that as well. Great. And then Jeff's coming in to see us out for 2015 with his final edition of Sound Waves, which is uh, where he chooses something to profile each time he comes in. Sometimes it has a... Um, it's, it's always nautical, of course, but sometimes it's historical and sometimes it's just B-grade schlock, so just whatever <laughs> takes his fancy at the time. Uh, and, of course, very exciting. I don't know if they can hear us. I'm guessing they can't because they're tuning up at the moment. We've got the Warrains coming in. They are a local outfit from Mornington and they're coming in to see us out with live music through the second half of the show. So they've got a great EP out, which I'll let them talk about, um, but lots of watery-based songs Excellent. Good yeah, work. They're great. They're really good fun. So we're really looking forward to having them in. Weather forecast for today, yes, we all know it's hot, um, 29 to uh, 39. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this <laughs> to be Melbourne, is this right? <laughs> is this Can this be true? Uh, cloud increasing, 80% chance of showers of and thunderstorms until early evening. Winds are northerly 30 to 45. It is blowing an absolute mm. gale, at least in Brunswick anyway. Um early in the morning and then shifting cooler west to southwesterly 25 to 40 kilometres per hour in the early afternoon. Who yeah. can't wait for that yes. change? Oh. It's, it's yeah. going to be one of those big mm. sudden, I reckon, those big sudden big southerly southern blasters. Yeah. blasters yeah. Yeah. yeah, love those. So let's wait for that early afternoon so we're all hanging out for that one. Tomorrow, down to 21, possible mm. morning drizzle so we're all Oh, I am Beautiful. anyway looking forward to that. <laughs> Tuesday, 25, mostly sunny, and then cranking up again. Wednesday, 29, partly cloudy. Thursday, 31, mostly sunny. And uh, Friday um, for uh, Christmas Day, 33 is what they're predicting at the moment. Showers increasing and windy, and then down to 23 degrees for Saturday, yeah. for Boxing Day. I'm not going to talk about the cricket because I'm not really into it. <laughs> <laughs> going to be a bit of a non-event, I think, the old Boxing Day. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. and uh, surf forecast. Test of endurance, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> uh, surf forecast, if you're that way inclined. Um, locations east of Melbourne offering the best waves today. Small swell, fresh northerlies, uh, onshore change is due through the day, as we know. Water temperature is 18. Do you concur with that, Terry? Yeah, it's yeah, 19 in the bay and <laughs> 17 to 18 outside. Very nice. Yep. Phillip Island, Woolamai is offering the best surf conditions today with clean one-metre waves. Down on Mornington Peninsula, good one metre sets across beaches, best before midday. And Surf Coast, tiny waves, best on beaches for beginners. 
Wow, 0.25 metres. Good. So virtually non-existent. Good, good diving. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. diving. Good crayfish uh, weather. Jumping <laughs> off bow and heads. Offshore <laughs> diving on the West Coast, for sure. And... Uh, And um, the tide times, we're going to get on play track in a minute. Um, We are heading for a low tide at Port Phillip Heads at 12.44. So quarter to one this afternoon. And that's probably the only one of relevance there. All right. All right. Rex. Right. The floor is yours. The sea floor is (laughs) yours. (laughs) Is this but my oyster? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about World War One Australian submarines and the loss of a couple of them. Yeah. And then talk. Can we spend a bit of time talking about what's coming up for maritime archaeology? Yeah. Just give me a rev up whenever you're ready. All right. Hey, that's now. Let me go. <laughs> I can wander off, off a little bit. Oh, yeah, just uh, as we mentioned before, the AE-1 and the AE-2 were Australian submarines and they sort of operated by a, a mixed uh, nationality crew. There was English, Australians and New, Zealand's on bo- New Zealanders on board. Um, and in World War One, the uh, Germans had a colony up in New Guinea because it was part of one of their colonies mm. and the uh, subs were sent up there to um, get them under control and get them out. And which they with which they did, and the AE one went on patrol, left for a ball, went out steaming, was going to steam around the islands and whatever on patrol, uh, and didn't never ever came back. Wow! So mm. recently, well, there's been a number of searches. People like Tim Smith from Heritage Victoria, um, he was involved in the AE two project. Uh, a few others, John Riley, uh, uh, New South Lake, New South Wales deep wreck diver. They all did searches. Um, Navy's done a couple of searches. And just recently there was a, another big push with um, uh, a, a, it was a team effort from um, some big-name big um, marine surveyors who operate in the field. And they donated virtually their time to uh, go out there with big, big uh, multi-beams and they multi-beamed a huge amount of area down to 400 metres. And so they tried to... Ex- well, what that's done, and they haven't found it, it's excluded an area where they know it isn't. So next searches are going to go out much deeper water, but uh, it's been... It's just sort of played on people's memories because, you know, these people just disappeared, never be seen again. Mm. So it's very unusual that, that they don't re- really even know what happened to it. And is the... Remind me of the AE2, is that's the one near In the sea Gallipoli? Of Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the AE2 is... Uh, that's a phenomenal story. So they... Um, it was uh, Stoker, Commander Stoker, and he was related to Bram Stoker, and he was Irish, oh. uh, Irish descent. Um, and they actually... The, <laughs> the crazy idea was they, they would go through the uh, Dardanelles, run the Dardanelles, say everything's OK if they got through, and they... Previously, a number of submarines had just failed, English submarines. Uh, and the idea is once they got through, they were going to say, yeah, it's fine, land at Gallipoli, which is what happened. They actually threaded the Dardanelles, they were depth-charged and mined and attacked, got through and said, yeah, everything's fine, start the invasion. And that was the beginning of, the, you know, mm-hmm. everybody knows about Gallipoli. Uh, it was just a, a, a massive, big mess. And so if they hadn't gotten through... Th- <laughs> it wouldn't have the landing wouldn't have happened, mm. and um, that was found fairly recently, yeah, wasn't it? Nineteen ninety eight. They found right, yeah. there was a Turkish maritime archaeologist spent ages and ages mm. just out there mowing the lawn. Um, Australian dive teams have been out there. Yeah, the last one was maybe a year or two ago. Uh, again, Tim Smith was sort of one of the uh, leaders, uh, and they sent down ROVs and all sorts of things inside the sub, 
and you'll probably be able to Google the footage, but it's pristine inside the submarine. It's pristine. It's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. So people like uh, Ian McLeod, Dr. Ian McLeod from WA, who's the eye and corrosion expert, a guru, uh, yeah, a nut, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a great guy. But he he, uh, he did all the corrosion measurements, uh, found out the voltages and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he does his predictions, how much longer it's got. and Because uh, it's in a virtually a non-tidal area, so it's and covered in silt, so it's fairly stable. And I think there's actually still timber inside. You can see all wow. the instruments and all that type mm. of thing. So they've, yeah, the idea is if you want to raise a sub, you'd be, you know, you want to have a gun put to your head or something mm. like that because it's just completely outrageous, just the cost involved. Like, but yeah, they want to raise it, but, uh, or people have talked about it, but even a small submarine like the Hunley, which is um, Confederate, not, yeah, Confederate Raider. Confederate, Sunk the um, Houstonite, I think it was Houstonite, in the US during the Civil War. That's only uh, ten, just over 10 metres long, say 12 metres or something, and it's taken, I think they've spent about $20 million, $30 yeah. million, wow. restoring yeah. that little, which was just basically a boiler. They've yeah. put it into a tank, haven't they? Yeah, they kept in water, yeah. I've seen it. Dismantled yeah. it, and, you know, drilled out pop rivets or pop rivets and all that type of thing. It's just huge. So to conserve or raise is just beyond... beyond Beyond reason, beyond sense. Is it the A two a war grave? Yes. Yeah. So well, there's a couple. I'm pretty sure a couple of guys that did, yeah. didn't manage to get out. Would they? Yes, I don't know. But would they raise such a? No. no. It's just you wouldn't. Your, your costs are phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. That's the that's the submarine. <laughs> that's yeah. submarines. And what's being done to locate? Is it the A? Which one's still missing? The, the A one. A one. Yeah. Well, they've um. I said they've covered it. X amount of area, huge amount of area. It's if you go to the uh, Google the A one search, you'll be able to get all the all the data. Okay. And so yeah, they're just going to extend it out into like you know one thousand, two thousand metres of water, which is. Mm, it's very. I mean, we it's, it's I've dived to, up in Rabaul yeah. years ago before the volcano blew, and we did that submarine base, and it's just this straight wall. I think that's natural. Oh, they probably carved yeah. into it as well, and it just plummets. I mean, it's yeah. right on the. Um, on a continental shelf there, mm. aren't you? Yeah, it's yeah, incredibly so, deep. Yeah, deep, very deep water. It's just, it's, it's phenomenal, hard and expensive yeah. to find these things, yeah. especially when you don't know where to look. Especially well, when they can't find Malaysian airlines. So. <laughs> <laughs> so keep us posted with that one, Rex. Yeah, yeah, that's no, fascinating. Really good, yeah. And, and what's coming up for um, summer for you? We've got a couple of minutes. So well, with the Maritime Archaeology Well, we're still on the ball. Uh, still out there mowing the lawns. We're out off... Um, Queensland a couple of weeks back, just uh, out there uh, with a side scan zone, covered another 600 by 600 square metres of um, search area, collected all the data, went home, spent a couple of days looking through the data, broke down in tears when it wasn't there. <laughs> so You just got to pick yourself up and keep going. Just got to pick work, out, up. Work, out, work out what the next plan is, I suppose. Yeah, so we're, we're doing that and there'll be more searches as well over the summer. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, we're doing more more mowing the lawn outside than I am at home. So, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thanks, Rex. Yes, no problems. And thanks. thanks for everything. Well, for thanks for having year. me too. Bro. Yeah, we're going to get you back, get back next year. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> well, would you like to come back? <laughs> oh, if Please. I'm invited. Of course you're invited. I want new Rex to dive on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Hi, I'm Valerie Taylor. Sharks don't really worry me because, as we all know, they're beautiful animals. Another beautiful thing is Radio Marinara, Sundays at 9am on 3RRR. 
On your Valerie. Yay. <laughs> what a treat it was <laughs> to meet her all those years ago. Mm. It's been a while. Hey, welcome, Angeline. Welcome. Thank you. Yay. Thanks, Bron. Good morning, everybody. Good got morning. you in. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, great. Awesome wow. that you're here for the last show of the year. I know. Just just made it in. <laughs> and uh, I was just going to really let listeners know today about the Summer by the Sea program. It's held by Coast Care. And, Bron, in fact, it's its 20th year this year. Sorry, I just drank coffee I know, completely the wrong time. You needed a big response from me, didn't Sorry. you? I'm, I'm having a winner of a show today. <laughs> Good so, end on a high note, don't we? Can, can you say that again? <laughs> so it's the 20th year of Summer by the Sea. Woo! Yay! Yeah, <laughs> That's the response I wanted. Thank you. <laughs> That's fantastic. 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Brilliant. Coast Care celebrated its 20 years two years ago and this is coming in just after. It uh, okay, started two years after they'd, they'd started the program. And it runs from the 2nd of January to the 26th of January and there's about 250 activities and they're all free. Fantastic. Mm, Isn't that amazing? And And it's across the entire coastline of Victoria, isn't it? uh, From Port Ferry to Lakes Entrance. Okay, close It's running this year. Pretty close. Mm. It's pretty close. It's a lot of kilometres. And there's many different activities like uh, rock pool rambles, seashell safaris, snorkelling, interactive coastal field trips, uh, beach and foreshore excursions and talks on marine science, amongst other many other things. Oh, and breakfasts for dogs. They're always really important. Aww. So <laughs> take your dog along and learn about the coast and, and how your dog can be kind to the coast. Uh, so, yeah, get, stay tuned. And actually, bookings are open now. Um, and they've got their own dedicated website this year, which is summerbythesea.vic.gov.au. Brilliant. Right. And I'll put that on our Facebook uh, shortly so you can uh, get in and get in early, actually, because they book out very quickly. Great. That's awesome. And, yes, totally recommend it. And it's often one of those things, too. It's, you know, you, you get into this kind of crazy end-of-year um, stage, whether you're at work or running around organising Christmas or whatever it is that you're doing, and you finally come up for air in after New Year and often just go to the coast and go, right, well, what can we do now? So we've all, we're all walking around with mini computers in our back pockets these days or in our yeah. bags, bang phones, and um, so summerbythesea.vic.gov.au and see what's going on in That's your local right. coastal town. While you're sheltering from the heat today, mm. log on yeah. and book in. That's mm. right, check it all out. A couple of quick news items I wanted to mention because um, we're going to move into a very busy part of the show. One is you might have seen earlier in the week on the front page of The Age, um, Prawn Outrage is the headline here. I don't know if you guys I caught this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you're uh, a couple of things on prawns, because, of course, we get very obsessed with eating prawns at this time of the year, and there's been a, a big uh, exposure of um, child labour scandal snares supermarkets is the byline mm. here for um, some of the major supermarket chains. And it relates to um, their getting their supplies, their prawn supplies from a a company called Thai Union Um, and there's now been a fair amount of evidence that's come out to talk about the um, the work conditions for people in Thailand who work for Thai Union and including um, uh, uh, use of children for processing these prawns and it's pretty bad. So anyway... I think the answer there, Bron, is buy Australian. Absolutely, that's right. Although I wasn't sure if... I can't remember if it said that some of the Australian prawns get sent there to be processed and come back. I don't know. But then I thought then they could say these are Australian prawns and I thought, hmm, so... What do you do? Yeah. Buy local. Yeah, buy local, local. Just on that, (laughs) and we're going to need to move on in just a sec, but Greenpeace this week has come out with um, a prawn guide... 
guide oh, wow. specifically for prawns. So we've talked a lot mm. over, you know, the years about uh, sustainable seafood guides and where you can go to find out more information. This one is specifically about prawns and it's really good. They've basically got good prawns, bad prawns, kind of dodgy prawns and they've kind of like got a a prawn um, sustainability spectrum and they list the species of prawns and where they're from. So if you want to go and have a look at that, it's really good. Um, prawnguide.org, that's all you need to look at. So it's a, a Greenpeace site, but um, they've done some analysis and um, just giving you a, a rough idea. Bad prawns are vanamai prawns from um, Thailand, mm. black tiger prawns, they're farmed as well. What they consider to be good prawns are school um, school prawns from New South Wales, black tiger prawns from um, Pacific Reef only, banana prawns, which are um, MSC certified, being Marine Stewardship Council, and eastern king prawns from Moreton Bay. So get online, check that out, prawnguide.org, and we'll put that detail, those details on our Facebook page as well. Uh, Terry. Hey. Welcome right. back. Thank you very much. <laughs> do, you head, do you want your headphones back? <laughs> Yeah, that might help. We're doing this on the fly today. So we're going to spend a few minutes talking about summer snorkelling and also um, best spots to do that in Victoria and some nudibranch news. Where, where do you want to start? Uh, I'll start with the nudibranchs. Um, so we uh, have the wonderful piers and jetties, fantastic segue, uh, where we can go diving. And these are fantastic little ecosystems, both uh, great for snorkelling and, and for diving, of course, quite shallow uh, most of them are sort of two to about five metres. Um, but Blair Gowrie has just become an amazing place. Uh, it, just the, the nudibranchs there are, um, are just incredible. Um, there are a couple of introduced species, but there's, as I, as I was saying before, I think there's probably at least sort of 15 species of, of nudibranchs. And um, they've been doing a lot of work at, uh, at Blair Gowrie and they've extended the, uh, the uh, arm, the northern arm. It's going to be about twice the length. Um, and because of that, the water has been a bit murky, but um, it's it's still well worth uh, going there. For snorkelling, I think um, I'd probably go down to Flinders Pier if the weather's good. Is and the teddy still at Flinders Pier? The what? The teddy. There's a teddy bear oh. that had been attached to one of the pylons at Flinders Pier. Oh, no, I don't no? know. No, yeah. well, actually, my, my, dive, um, my dive club, Ocean Divers, had a clean-up dive at Flinders Pier yesterday. And they also um, trialled the new um, seal the loop uh, ah. bucket uh, apparatus. Yeah, can we talk? A, can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So this not was not that you're from Zoos Victoria, but no, I think no. it's, it's a really <laughs> important piece of work that they do. Yeah. Um, so you will see a lot of the green uh, bin rubbish bins around the piers, and th these are specifically to try to collect used um, fishing line. And so this has been uh, developed by um, the Zoos Victoria and the seal the loop system. And so we have been doing clean-up dives uh, you know, for a number of years and we were trialling just using like old milk bottle cartons. And we needed a system where we could stuff fishing line and, and sharp objects and into something underwater, but then uh, so that they didn't then come back out again. So it's a bit of a tricky thing. But anyway, I, I, I wasn't able to participate in the dive yesterday, but I did see some photos on Facebook. And uh, so they've developed this little sort of a little plastic... Um, Oh, I guess it's sort of almost like a like a large purse you can imagine, and you it has a sort of um, a system where you, you can shove things in and they can't come back out again, okay. like a little plastic flap, and it's got sort of straps and things on it, and you can obviously attach it to yourself underwater. That's great. And yeah, and, oh, I mean the volume of stuff they collected out of the Flinders Pier was incredible. You know, seats and fishing line, of course, and lots of 
jigs and uh, bottles and cans and yeah so yeah so the cleanup dives are good fun and as well as the divers people do that we have people at beach combers come along and help clean up the beaches we have snorkelers as well so yeah they're, they're good sort of family fun days so is there somewhere people can look uh, is there a website or if people kind of wanting to take part in this sort of activity over the summer uh, and i'm putting you on the spot yeah. here um well i only i know a number of the dive stores uh do run these um cleanup programs and there's also if you search paddy which is one of the teaching um organizations uh you could um try and sort of search through through there mm. um the other thing i want to talk about bron was the um uh, and so there are a number of good snorkelling sites. When the oh, I'm screaming northerlies are um, blowing, like today, the back beaches can be fantastic. Um, places like Sorrento Back Beach has beautiful rock pools. Um, of course, you need to be careful with the cool change and, and such, so we always need to keep an eye out for the weather. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was we really are very fortunate in the Bay now. We have a number of charter companies that run not only diving, but the, you can do the um, dolphin swims, which probably a lot of people do know about, that we have our own resident populations of dolphins in, in the bay. Um, there's, if I could mention some names, mm. Moonraker and Polpero do the dolphin swims. Um, there's also, uh, you can go snorkelling out at uh, Pope's Eye, and there's often, you can see a few seals uh, there as well. Um, so dive boats like Dive Vic run trips there. And there's a new company, Red Boat, uh, Luke English runs, um, he does dive trips, but he also has a smaller boat, which you can just charter for the day if you want to just do some tours, do the dolphins, go snorkelling, um, et cetera. So, so, yeah, there's a lot more um, options, um, which which is really good. Mm. And, of course, there's lots of the things um, along the coast. Um, um, yeah, good, lots of good places to go snorkelling um, as well as diving. Um, and also just a quick mention of the fantastic wrecks, of course, we have in, in Melbourne um, outside at the moment. The visibility has just been incredible. Um, it's one one good thing about a drought without rain is we get good visibility. Mm. The water temperature in the bay is about 19 now, so it's really quite pleasant. Will it keep heading up for the next couple of months? Yeah, yeah. Usually by February, end of Feb, we'll get... We, last year, I think we got to 21 or 22, mm. which is incredibly warm. Um, yeah, and uh, outside stay will stay at about 18, 19. So, um, yeah, I think that's the main things I wanted to say for the dive report. Good one. And uh, what are you up to over the summer? Have you got any exotic trips planned uh, or are you going to kind of make, make use of the fact that the conditions are pretty good here? Uh, no, I'll be, I'll be here all of, all of summer. Um, we might go, we usually go and do a little bit of cave diving, um, although when the weather's really hot, it's quite hard <laughs> gearing up and it's um, 40 degrees. Uh, but I am heading up to Northern Hemisphere in... Um, Sorry, I'm going to the Solomon Islands, I beg your pardon, in, um, in March so okay. for, for some wreck diving. So. Good one. Yeah. We'll get a Solomon Island wreck report <laughs> sometime in April, but we'll catch you. You're going to stick around till the end of the show, yeah. but we'll, um, we'll see you back in early 2016. Yeah, no worries. Good one. Thank you. Awesome. I'm just going to say good morning to Jeff Maynard. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Brian. We bumped um, you in super quickly. I'm kicking off with a quiz today. Okay. Um, first track you're going to listen to, and you've got to answer three questions in ascending order of difficulty. Right. Okay. Question number one, you get one point. Mm -hmm. If you tell me where the hero is going. Right. And the clue is somewhere in Victoria. Uh, question two, you get two points. Uh, name the TV show. On which this movie, this is a movie, mm -hmm. but you've got to name the TV show on which it's based. And question number three is there's a guy with a thick Irish accent. Uh, 
in which James Bond movie did he appear? <laughs> Get three points for that one. That's difficult. Okay, let's go. Mr. Hammond? How are you, Mr. Evans? Were you able to get any more information for me? Yes, indeed. Your two men lived here until a few months ago, but they've moved on. Do you know where to? Yes, to Malakuda, about 50 miles down the coast. There's a syndicate there, a sort of uh, cooperative. Jordan is top diver for the group. Malakuta? Mr. Evans, you've been a tremendous help. Not at all. I'm sure you'll find them at Malakuta, Mr. Hammond. Local gossip has it that they passed through on their way there yesterday. So the answer to question one is... Malakuta. Mal- okay, you got that one. The TV show on which this movie is based... Okay, okay, we'll go, we'll go to the, play the next track and you'll get it in a okay. minute. And the third one, the thick Irish accent, uh, was a guy called Jerry Duggan. Right. And he was the golf caddy for Sean Connery in Goldfinger <laughs> when, when James Bond plays Goldfinger at the golf course and, and kicks his butt. So that was the golf caddy. Wow. Okay. okay, so we'll go into track two. You'll figure out which TV show it came from. And I defy anybody over 40 to not have their lips move and sing along with this tune. Now, you didn't know that in 1969 they made a Skippy movie. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Skippy did. And That's they right. set it in Matakuda. Did they really? They really did. It was wow. called Skippy and the Intruders and it flopped. Um, but what happens is uh, all the abalone divers in Malakuta are um, uh, hired to find this wreck which is full of gold. And, um, and there's all these goings on. And what they do is they go down to dive for their abalone and they hop into this beautiful little two-man submersible, like a little mini submarine or chariot that they sit on. And they go down to the abalone patch and then they zoom across to the wreck, which is a long way away. That's why they ride the submersible. But luckily, while they're doing all these devious things, Skippy spots the, su- the periscope. <laughs> of course he does. Skippy's hopping along the coast and he spots the periscope. So he has to go and tell, what's the kid's name? Sonny. Sonny, Sonny of course. Gary Pink, yeah. So Skippy has to hop hop off and tell Sonny there's a submarine oh. offshore. <laughs> What's the matter, Skippy? What's got you all excited? You want me to come with you? You want to go for a swim? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Oh, you probably saw a dolphin. They come in here to play. Come on. I'll race you home. Oh, Jeff, this is gold. Oh, it is gold, is, isn't it? Oh, okay. So Skippy spots the submarine, you see. Oh, um, and, from, and from there on, it sort of goes downhill because... Um, <laughs> well, no, it does. I think it's one of the reasons it actually bombed because there's not much Skippy in it. Skippy and Sonny find the abalone um, uh, diver's truck and they hop in the back to nick a pinch some abalone shells and they get locked in and they pretty much spend the whole movie trapped in the back of the shell with the the girl from Waratah National Park. Right. Clancy. 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 Yeah, yeah. So She's come a long way Clancy down south. Has, hasn't she? And, yeah. Um, yeah, they have come a long way down south. Um, 
Uh, and so they hop in the back of the abalone truck and they pr- pretty much spend the whole movie in the back of the abalone track, <laughs> uh, uh, truck and uh, don't do very much. So, so that was probably why it was so disappointing because normally with Skippy, you know, you have one guy holding the Skippy so you just see his head and there's another guy with two little kangaroo paws on sticks <laughs> yeah, that sort of yeah. waves them around, you know. And, you know, when Sonny gets buried in the mine, Skippy hops into the sort of backhoe and works all the controls and <laughs> digs him out, you know. Quick, quick, Skippy, open heart surgery and Skippy hops in and does it with his little stick hands. But um, in this one, no, he's just stuck in the trunk the whole time. And the real stars of the show are the abalone divers. So oh. I didn't know this, but when you go down to Malakuta at the end of a hard day, they all sit around in their seven mil wetsuits in the bar. <laughs> Yes. Drinking beer and smoking. Yes. And, and, and Offers have urinated in, the, in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're nice and warm. So you, so you just sit in the bar at the at the Malakuta pub in your in your wetsuit. So uh, anyway, let's have. Go. They're all sitting around the bar having a chat about what they're going to do. Well, fellas, as you all know, when we formed our syndicate in Malakuta, we laid down a number of firm rules. The purpose of this meeting is to fill you in. Since last Tuesday, Mal Crago, Bernie, and I have been based up in Waratah National Park. The wreck is unknown. It's in good, clear water. We can work it quickly. And nobody will ever know we've been there. All we have to do is to lift the cargo and hand it over here in Malakuta. What's the cargo? We don't know, Raj. And we don't want to know. It's pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah, well... I mean that that's the but the <laughs> other the other thing when you do when you're sitting around the Malakuta pub in your uh, wetsuit drinking beer smoking cigarettes is every so often someone busts out a guitar and strums away and you sing the abalone song. So oh. You didn't know there was an abalone song. No, very, very very musical song to the uh, musical show today. So anybody wants to sing along to the abalone song, which was written by Ed Devereaux's wife, I found out. Oh really? Yeah, thank you Wikipedia. Oh, wow. uh, I almost feel guilty for not giving them the $5 donation they ask for every time I look at it, but I'll, I'll live with that and move on. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, Rene Devereaux wrote the Abalone song and uh, they got divorced at soon time, soon after. So anyway. Is there any connection bad? to the Abalone song? Well, I'd like to think so. <laughs> a- anyway, let's have a, have a listen to the Abalone song from Malakuta. Under the water, under the sea catching fishes that's where I'll be gotta look for the abalone find the abalone catch the abalone hey abalone come on here to me I'm so tired of walking Walking round under the sea. I think we found a new song for the Warrains to cover. I think we can. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the whole thing for you. Wow, that's kind of that's quite a cool song. It, it, it actually is, isn't too bad. And, um, and a, you, aside from the fact they refer to um, abalone, which are actually mollusks as fishes, but we'll forgive them for that. Yeah, oh, well. and, you know. Um, yeah. But they, they go down. <laughs> Sorry and they ca- to get all technical. Well, <laughs> all marine signs on us. <laughs> yeah. Well, the second verse, you explain that they're getting the abalone to buy their 
lady a ring and so she'll oh, marry them or something. So it, it gets all pretty emotional over Andy. <laughs> uh, but Skippy and the intruders. So wow. Skippy sort of saves the um, whole thing at Malakuta and uh, gets kidnapped, saves Sonny sort of at the end. Um, Ed Devereaux punches a few people. <laughs> and, and the really cool thing is that but the, the best part is the little two-man submersible. Oh, cool. Um, uh, which is, I, I believe it's actually down at Portland getting restored. So um, if that happens next year, Bron, yeah, we'll take you for a spin. Oh, how cool would that uh, be? Oh. Should, should call it Skippy or something. <laughs> oh, they should. Uh, was, oh. Uh, the underwater stuff was shot by Ron and Val Taylor. It was a big deal at the time. Yeah. It was right. quite a big film. Did they yeah. really? Yeah, they, so, they shot all that. So yeah, Ron and uh, Valerie Taylor shot the footage for this particular episode of Skippy. Well, it's well, a mo- it the a movie. Oh, the movie. It was a full-length yeah. movie. Right, right. 1969. And can you get the movie? No, very difficult. I tried oh. for age. I'd heard about it years ago and I, fi- I finally found someone had a DVD in America. It's not on YouTube. It's not on YouTube. I can't believe it's not. It's so really the, the title of it again is Skippy and? Skippy and the Intruders. And the Intruders. And, uh, Anyone out there has a copy? <laughs> we would so love a copy of that one. Um, yeah, my work is done. Thank you, Excellent. Jeff. You're welcome. <laughs> I think round of applause for Jeff. Woo! That was great. That was uh, undoubtedly my favourite sound waves for 2015. We're going to see you back in 2016? I think your people are in contract negotiation Excellent. with my people <laughs> at the moment. Good so to hear. We'll hey, just before that. we let you go, because we're going to get the Will Rains to play us out, um, I want to do uh, give you a, a plug for your wonderful new publication, actually, which links right back to our first segment of the sort show. Sort of does in a, in a weird yeah. way. I was, talking, so, I was talking to Rex Hunter out there. Yeah, so if you missed our first segment, Rex was talking about a couple of World War One subs um, and... Jeff, you've um, written and published a book, which is going great guns. So I believe it is. Yeah. Sorry, uh, this is a really I'll, bad pun. I'll, I'll plug it. That's okay. Uh, it's called The Unseen Anzac, mm. and it's the story of the World War I photographer, uh, good old Sir Hubert Wilkins, who was also a submariner, tried to get to the North Pole in 1931, but he took all the photos we have at the Australian War Memorial, and um, it's the story of how he did it. And um, I found all his lost records in uh, America a year ago and brought the book out. Fantastic. Wow. The that's Unseen great. Anzac. So it's called The mm. Unseen Anzac. It's available can... at all good bookshops. It is. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. I'm going to eject I'm you out, out of that seat because okay. we're going to get the Warrens back in and bumped in. And just while we do that, I'm going to do a few quick thank yous because this is our final Radio Marinara for 2015. We will be back in early February, in the first, um, the first week of Feb. Uh, in no particular order, but uh, just in terms of how they're coming to me, thanks so much to all our wonderful team this year. Kath, who's panelling for us today. Terry, who's been our great dive reporter. Terry, we're going to see you back next year as well? Yep, absolutely. Brilliant. Um, Jeff, who we've already thanked. Um, John, who's not here today, he's up in Queensland with his family, who does our sustainable seafood uh, and fisheries um, segments. Um, and uh, Dr Surf, who's gone off surfing. <laughs> Dr <laughs> Beach, uh, it's always wonderful to have him here. Angeline, who's here as well. Nerida, who panels for us all the time. Anthony, of course, who's who's not here today. And uh, Kent, who is in here week in, week out, answering phone calls, putting our show up as a podcast and uh, coming to our rescue when occasionally our panellists don't turn up and just being an all-round legend. So thank you so much to Kent. I want to thank all of you out there as well for listening through 2015. 2016 is going to be a bumpy year for Marinara. We've got some really 
really big issues that we want to tackle head on. Um, Western Port being one of them, um, marine debris being another, and of course uh, all the wonderful work that Sea Shepherd are doing all around this planet, but um, particularly down south through the summer campaign. So uh, just a few things. If there's anything you think we need to be covering as well, feel free to get in touch with us. Best way is via our Facebook page. Um, so you can just look us up there and send us a message. And uh, to see us out, and thank you, did I thank everyone who listens? I did, and particularly those of you out there who subscribe because we um, we do love you and appreciate it ever so much. All right, Lorraine's, um, we're going to get you guys to see us out. We've got a couple of minutes left. And while you just maybe uh, I'm going to do our sponsorship announcement which usually accompanies our outro, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of do it now. So Radio Marinara is proudly sponsored by Deakin University School of Life and Biological Sciences, and that covers our outro. What are you going to see us out with? A song called Who Is. Fantastic. Well, Rains, make sure you catch them, and, um, yeah, we'll be catching you in 2016. Who's going to sing your song And tell your truths when you have gone And who says sweet goodbye Stand alone and cry Hopefully it's somebody you love Hopefully it's somebody who cares This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.